remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives of famous individuals on the day they passed away. Today we're delving into the extraordinary life of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, a notorious jihadist leader whose actions significantly impacted international security and politics. Today marks the fourth anniversary of his death. So without any further ado, let's dive into the early life of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. Part 1. Formative Years 1971-2003 Ibrahim Awad Ibrahim al-Badri, known to the world as Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, was born into a lower-middle-class family in the historical city of Samarra, Iraq, on July 28, 1971. His family, known for its religious adherence, claimed to trace their lineage to the Prophet Muhammad. Fostering a sense of historical and religious significance in Baghdadi from a young age. As a youth, Baghdadi was described by peers and teachers as unremarkable, yet he showed a keen interest in religion. His early education was steeped in conservative Sunni doctrine, shaping the ideological underpinnings of his future pursuits. He was not particularly known for violent tendencies or radical views during these early years. Rather, he was considered a quiet individual dedicated to scholarly pursuits. Baghdadi moved to Baghdad for his higher education, immersing himself in the study of Islamic theology, history, and culture at the University of Baghdad. His academic journey culminated in a doctorate that focused on Islamic laws, or Sharia, Quranic studies, and a dissertation believed to be on Islamic culture and history. This period was crucial for Baghdadi, deepening his religious convictions and providing him with the theological legitimacy he would later exploit for leadership. The landscape of Baghdadi's life dramatically changed with the 2003 invasion of Iraq by the U.S.-led coalition forces. The overthrow of Saddam Hussein's regime created profound societal upheaval. The disbandment of the Iraqi military and the debathification of Iraq's institutions left a vacuum, both in terms of security and of national identity. Baghdadi, like many others, was drawn into the brewing discontent and chaos, an environment that extremist jihadist ideologies found ripe for exploitation. Baghdadi began attending Salafist mosques, where he met insurgents and jihadists, marking a transformative period in his life. He gradually was drawn into the shadowy underworld of the anti-American insurgency. By the end of 2003, Baghdadi was actively involved in the creation and operation of several jihadist groups that were predecessors to ISIS. These years proved to be foundational for Baghdadi. The interplay of his academic pursuits in religious studies, the societal turmoil, and the U.S. invasion of Iraq played a significant role in his radicalization. The once academically oriented Baghdadi found purpose in militant jihad, setting the stage for his ascent into the world of terrorism. Little did the world know, a scholarly young man from Samarra was on a path to becoming one of the world's most wanted terrorists. Part 2. Rise Through the Ranks, 2004-2010 to 2010. 
The chaos and instability that followed the U.S.-led invasion of Iraq in 2003 provided fertile ground for jihadist groups, including al-Qaeda, to gain a foothold. It was in this environment of upheaval that Baghdadi, with his deep religious knowledge and growing jihadist connections, began to ascend the ranks of the insurgent underworld. In these early years following the invasion, Baghdadi became increasingly involved with militant groups. He was believed to be a member of the Mujahideen Shura Council, an umbrella organization of jihadist groups in Iraq. His activities eventually led to his detention by U.S. forces from 2004 to 2009. Baghdadi was held at Camp Bukha, a U.S. detention center in southern Iraq where he mingled with hardened jihadists and former military officers under Saddam Hussein's regime. This period was pivotal for Baghdadi. The connections he forged at Camp Bukha would prove instrumental in his meteoric rise within the jihadist hierarchy. After his release in 2009, Baghdadi resumed his activities with a renewed vigor, joining the Islamic State of Iraq, or ISI the precursor to the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, better known as ISIS. His scholarly background in Islamic studies granted him an authoritative voice in matters of religious doctrine, while his charisma and strategic acumen caught the attention of the group's leaders. In 2010, a significant turning point arrived. The leaders of ISI were killed in a joint U.S.-Iraqi operation, creating a leadership vacuum that Baghdadi was quick to fill. His ascension was backed by his former prison mates and fellow jihadists who had witnessed his dedication to the jihadist cause. With Baghdadi at the helm, the group underwent strategic transformations, expanding recruitment and leveraging sectarian tensions to bolster its ranks. Baghdadi's leadership marked a shift towards extreme brutality and the use of territorial control to establish legitimacy. He began to assert authority over other jihadist groups, demanding pledges of allegiance and punishing those who resisted. The period also saw increasing clashes with al-Qaeda, leading to a formal split due to ideological and strategic differences. By the end of 2010, Baghdadi had not only consolidated his position as the leader of ISI, but also set the stage for its evolution into an even more extremist organization. Under his command, the group began to seize control of strategic areas in Iraq, imposing harsh Sharia law and executing a terrifying campaign of violence designed to sow fear and demonstrate power. Baghdadi was no longer just a scholar or a strategist, he had become the figurehead of one of the most feared terrorist organizations in the world. Part 3 the birth of ISIS and the reign of terror, 2011 to 2017. The landscape of the Middle East changed dramatically with the advent of the Arab Spring in 2011. As revolutions swept across the region, civil war engulfed Syria, turning the country into a battleground and a breeding ground for extremism. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi saw opportunity in this chaos. In 2013, he announced the expansion of his group into Syria, leading to the birth of the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, better known as ISIS. This move was not just a geographic extension. It represented Baghdadi's vision of a new caliphate, an Islamic State that defied modern geopolitical boundaries. 
The years that followed were marked by unspeakable violence and expansionism. ISIS launched offensive after offensive in Iraq and Syria, capturing key cities like Mosul and Raqqa. They declared these territories part of their caliphate, with Baghdadi himself assuming the title of Caliph Ibrahim. The world watched in horror as ISIS implemented draconian laws, committed ethnic cleansing, and broadcast gruesome executions. Their sophisticated use of social media for propaganda allowed them to reach beyond their territorial confines, inspiring lone wolf attackers around the world and recruiting foreign fighters to their cause. Yet, Baghdadi remained an enigmatic figure. Unlike other extremist leaders, he maintained a low profile, seldom making public appearances. His most notable appearance was in 2014 at the Great Mosque of Al-Nuri in Mosul, where he declared the establishment of the Caliphate. Cloaked in myth and mystery, Baghdadi's scarce public persona contributed to the, his larger-than-life portrayal within ISIS and its propaganda. However, the ISIS caliphate was built on sand. As the group perpetrated atrocity after atrocity, global condemnation grew. An internal coalition formed to counter the threat, conducting airstrikes and supporting local ground forces. Over the years, ISIS faced significant losses, both territorially and financially. Their vision of a global caliphate began to crumble as they lost strategic locations and thousands of fighters. Baghdadi's leadership during these years was marked by paranoia and brutality even within his ranks. He frequently purged suspected dissenters, further consolidating his control at the expense of the group's internal cohesion. He became increasingly isolated, constantly moving between safe houses and relying on a close circle of advisors. By 2017, the group had regressed into a shadow of its former self. The fall of Mosul and Raqqa, the capitals of their so-called caliphate, symbolized a turning point in the fight against ISIS. Though the group continued to operate as a guerrilla force and maintained its affiliates in other countries, their golden era of territorial control was effectively over. Baghdadi, once the ruler of vast territories, was now a fugitive on the run. Part 4. The Downfall and Death of Baghdadi, 2017-2019 The years following the collapse of the territorial caliphate were a time of rapid decline for ISIS and Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. The self-proclaimed caliph, once commanding vast stretches of land and a formidable fighting force, was reduced to a figurehead on the run. The internal coalition, coupled with local forces in Iraq and Syria, had succeeded in uprooting ISIS's control in the region. But Baghdadi remained elusive, continually escaping the numerous attempts to capture or kill him. Baghdadi's final years were shrouded in secrecy and laden with the fear of betrayal. The robust network he had once relied on had crumbled under the constant pressure from intelligence operations and military strikes. Trusted aides were few, and Baghdadi often resorted to ruthless measures to prevent information leaks, further shrinking his inner circle. The world's most wanted man, he was constantly on the move, inhabiting a world of safe houses and underground bunkers, always under the threat of drones and special forces raids. Despite the physical caliphate's demise, Baghdadi made sporadic attempts to sustain the group's relevance. 
through audio recordings, he would urge his followers to continue the fight, trying to foster the idea that ISIS's global reach survived its territorial losses. He called for lone wolf attacks on western soil, sought to strengthen its ties with affiliated groups in Africa and Asia, and attempted to rekindle the waning morale of his scattered forces. However, these messages were infrequent, and his dwindling influence became apparent. The end for Baghdadi came on October 26, 2019. Acting on precise intelligence gathered over several months, the U.S. military conducted a high-risk operation named after Kayla Mueller, a humanitarian worker who had been killed while held captive by ISIS. In a dramatic nighttime raid, U.S. Special Operations Forces, alongside military working dogs, descended on Baghdadi's hideout in Elib, Syria a location that raised questions about how he managed to inhabit an area controlled by opposing Syrian rebel groups. The forces breached the compound and cleared it methodically. While Baghdadi fled into an underground tunnel, trapped and with no possibility of escape, Baghdadi met his end by detonating a suicide vest, killing himself and three of his children, whom he had taken with him. The world learned of his death the following day when the U.S. announced the successful operation. Baghdadi's death marked the end of a tumultuous era. His reign of terror had led to thousands of deaths and widespread destruction, and his extremist ideology displaced countless people. While his demise was a significant blow to ISIS and a symbolic victory for all affected by the group's brutality, it did not mark the end of the threat the group poses. The remnants of ISIS continue to operate, and the ideology that Baghdadi espoused still lingers, posing ongoing challenges to global security and counterterrorism efforts. The story of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is a stark reminder of the catastrophic impact of extremist ideologies and the importance of international collaboration in combating forces that seek to divide and destroy. And that brings us to the end of today's episode on Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, a truly controversial figure who left a mark on the world in many deeply tumultuous ways. He's also who died today, October 26th. Additionally, if you enjoyed today's episode and want a visual of what Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi looked like, please follow our Instagram, who period died period today. Lastly, make sure to rate us wherever you're listening and share with friends and family. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we explore the life of another remarkable individual who made a lasting and indelible mark on history. I'm your host, Peter, and thank you for listening.